the Lord, everybody. Amen. Are you glad to be in the house of God this morning? Let's give God a big round of applause this morning, and let's welcome him into this house. The Bible says that where two or three are gathered together in my name, that I would be in the midst. Amen. It also says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. God can only have as much liberty as we allow him to have in our lives, amen? Amen, when we unlock the door to our heart and to our mind, God can do whatever we want him to do in our lives. And the only way that we do that, the only way that we can unlock that door is through our praise this morning. It's by surrendering our heart and our mind to him. And I wonder if we could do that right now. Let's just unlock the door to our heart and our mind and let's let God walk through that door this morning and let's let him work in our lives today let's worship him let's praise him let's magnify his name today Bye. 
somebody let's slip up our hands for a moment just begin to invite the Lord in this place oh we worship you we worship you oh King of glory
this universe, what we know and what we don't know of this universe, his presence fills the expanse. And so it is a promise that his presence is filling this place today. This is such a small area for God to fill, but he promises that whenever you raise up a praise to him, he will inhabit the praise of his people. And aren't you glad to know that he is so intimately in tune with your needs and he cares about you. He cares about you in ways that no one else can. We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is awesome in this place. Hallelujah. Let's just let, raise our hands and love him one more time. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence, your power, your glory, God, that fills this place. Hallelujah. God, we invite you right here, right now, to fill our area, God. Whatever it is that we have void of, God, fill. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Hallelujah. We want to pray for Sister Samantha. She uh, had a procedure done, and she's still feeling the effects of that procedure. So we want to continue to pray for Sister Samantha and Brother Lee and Brother Jared. Pray for their family. Uh, Sister Stephanie George, she's going to have a serious surgery. And Sister Stephanie, if you want to come up, we'll lay hands on you and pray the prayer of faith. And that goes for anybody. If you'd like to come up, we'll, we'll pray for you. But Sister Stephanie's going to have a serious surgery, and she wants prayer today. And we also need to remember Pastor Ray Winstead. Uh, he is in, uh, what's the name of that town? Dyersburg, Tennessee. Thank you. And actually, he's the first evangelist that HPT ever hosted 30 to 40 years ago. It was over 30 years ago. He's in the hospital. He's doing better, we have reports, but he still needs our prayers. And so we pray for him and pray for his family. Of course, there have been a myriad of others that have called in asking for prayer, needing us to pray for them and to pray and, and intercede on their behalf and of course as we draw closer and closer to Wednesday it, it would be uh, most beneficial if we continue to collectively pray for our country uh, we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going to take place but what we do know is he's still on the throne and so we're going to pray that God would just right the ship he's the captain he he is at the helm of this ship, and so he knows. He can see the rocks ahead, the icebergs ahead. He can see the clear crystal waters, so we need to pray for this country. And so if you need prayer today, if you come up to the front, we'll lay hands on you ministers. If you want to make your way, why don't we raise our hands, lift our voices unto him, 
And let's go to God in prayer right now. Precious God, we thank you so greatly for the power and presence that we feel. Jesus, it's almost, it's so tangible. It feels like we can just reach out and touch you in this house. Hallelujah. Thank you for manifesting your presence among us, helping us to feel, Jesus, the, the, the warm embrace of your touch, God. Lord, we ask you that you would reach down right now and touch Sister Samantha. God, we pray that you would touch her body and heal her in the powerful name of Jesus. Strengthen her body, God, I pray in the powerful name of Jesus. We ask you to touch Brother Lee and Brother Jared, God, the rest of the family. Help them, we pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, Sister Stephanie, God, we pray that you would touch her. God, that you would give her the strength that she needs, God, the healing that she needs, the power that she needs, God. Hallelujah, in the powerful name of Jesus. Lord God, touch Brother Haley right now in the name of Jesus. God, heal his body, Lord God. Correct what's wrong, God, in the name of Jesus. Lift him up, we pray, God, right now in the powerful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands and praise. God, we pray for Pastor Winstead right now. Touch his body. God, raise him up out of the affliction that he's in in the name of Jesus. Strengthen him, God, we pray in the name of Jesus. Let it be a testimony of your power, your glory, your goodness, and your miracle working ability, God, in the name of Jesus. God, touch all of the ones that have called for prayer. Lord, that need healing, God, the ones that are on our screen, God. We pray that you would heal them, touch their financial blessings, God. Give them what they need. Lord, touch their relationship, God, their walk with you. The decisions that they have to make in the name of Jesus. Reach out and touch them, God. Lay your hand upon God, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah, God, in the name of Jesus. To cover this country, God. Cover us in the name of Jesus, Lord. Only you know the future, God. You know what's coming, God. We ask you, God, that you would give us the strength, the help, the hope, God, to hold on, God, and to be powerfully blessed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, we bind every spirit of hell that tries to hinder the furtherance, God, of your kingdom in this country, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Stretch our hands up and sing it, Waymaker.
Come on, how many of y'all know we need to hold on? Come on, I said, how many of y'all know we need to hold on? It will be worth it all in the end. Come on, let's give him a standing ovation. He is worthy of all the praise. Lord, you are worth it all.
anything take our praise. We can never let anything replace our praise. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 It's going to be worth it all pretty soon, folks. Praise God. It's going to be worth it all. Hallelujah. Amen. If the Sunday school classes or teachers want to go ahead and take their classes in the back, then they, you are dismissed at this time. Praise God. Hallelujah. appreciate that song, amen, that reminds me that it's going to be worth it all, hallelujah, worth it all, hallelujah, every heartache, every trial, every valley, every mountain, hallelujah, whatever it is that we have gone through, it's going to be worth it all pretty soon, praise God, when I hear those words, enter in thy good and faithful servant, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to be able to hold me back. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to hold you back. Praise God. It's going to be rejoicing before the throne of God. Amen. From then on out, praise God. Worshiping God. Living for God. Amen. Worshiping God because we have lived for God. Hallelujah. We appreciate our visitors that are here today. Appreciate David and his lovely wife, Brooklyn, being here with us this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. My grandson and granddaughter, appreciate the family back there on the back. I don't know if I've got their names yet, but so glad to have them visiting with us this morning. Praise God. So glad to have them. There's other visitors in the house that I'm not seeing right now. So glad to have you here, this young man here. Hallelujah. So glad to have him and, uh, in the house of God this morning. Young lady sitting over here. Praise God. Good to see you all this morning. I need somebody to lift your hand to heaven right now. Amen. And simply say, God. Touch my pastor's voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need God to touch my voice. I have been kind of standing out in windy weather for the last couple of days. For hours at a time out in the wind. And it has affected my voice. This is the first time I believe this is... I think this is the first time I've preached in this new year. Is that right? Hallelujah. What's the date? What's the day already? 17. 17 days of January, and I hadn't preached. <laughs> Hallelujah. But man, these men, these men of God that have been coming by preaching for us, they have done a tremendous job. Hallelujah. Every one of them. Brother Clint, amen, that preached in our absence. Praise God. As we went out of town there for a few days. Praise God. I heard rave reports about his preaching. Amen. And then... Hallelujah, the, uh, amen, the other ministers that came, Brother Chris came, hallelujah, and uh, amen, done a tremendous job preaching to us and encouraging us, praise God, and then Brother Norlock come and preached to us, hallelujah, last Sunday and did a tremendous job, praise God, I hope everybody was able to keep up with him, you have to kind of put your mind in fast gear when Brother Norlock comes, he kind of, he kind of rolls on pretty fast, right? Hallelujah, but we certainly love Brother Rolock, uh, Brother Rolock, Brother Norlock, amen. We love Brother Norlock and his wife and their family and what they're doing for God, hallelujah. But it stands my time to stand in the pulpit today. Appreciate the little break that I got there, hallelujah. Revelation chapter 8. 
Revelation chapter 8. got it? Are you looking at the screen? Everybody paying attention here this morning? Praise God. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given the seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and he filled it with fire of the altar. And he cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Praise God. God bless you this morning. You can be seated. If you would just pay attention this morning and follow along with me, I want to take us on a little journey this morning, amen, in the Word of God. The, the, the verses here in Revelation chapter 8, hallelujah, are dealing with events that are taking place in the throne room of God. Hallelujah. In these events that are taking place, the angel's job here in verse 3 and 5, Amen, is to stand at the altar, amen, with the golden censer filled with fire from the altar and, a, and to mix incense with the prayers of all of the saints upon the golden altar before the throne. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what's taking place in heaven here. Amen. This practice, this practice of mixing incense with prayers is something that dates back some 3,500 years to the times of the tabernacle in the Old Testament, praise God. So it's nothing new. What's taking place, amen, in heaven, hallelujah, at this time, amen, in Revelation chapter 8, is nothing new. It's been taking place already for 3,500 years, amen, beginning all the way back in the tabernacle of the Old Testament, praise God. What is so striking, amen, about this practice of mixing incense with the prayers of the saints of God? And I, I want to go ahead and apologize to all of you that thought that we were going to be out of here in Revelation chapter 4 because I've heard it said over and over again, Revelation chapter 4, the church is out of here. Well, who are these saints of God that are praying? Something to think about, right? Hallelujah. I, well, I, I don't want to apologize for that. I think we need to just stick our nose back in the Word of God and find out, amen, exactly what's supposed to be taking place here. Amen. But what is so striking about this practice and what is the seriousness, amen, that God protected 
this practice with, praise God, from the time, amen, that he set it in motion, praise God, hallelujah, until today, amen, God set in order a practice that is still going on today, not, amen, in our presence, but in the presence of Almighty God, hallelujah, amen, in Leviticus chapter 10, my wife asked me a question earlier this week about Aaron, amen, and his two sons, praise God. Hallelujah. I don't think that I was able to give her a legitimate answer to that question. Hallelujah. So I started looking into the subject. I started looking at the matter. Praise God. And as I began to look into it, God began to deal with me to share. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. That with you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says that Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. Verse 2, And there went out a fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died, they died before the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, according to Exodus chapter 28 and verse 1, Aaron was blessed with four sons. Hallelujah. Nadab and Abihu, the two that we are reading about here in Leviticus chapter 10. And then he had two more sons, Eleazar and Ithamar. Hallelujah. Amen. Aaron was chosen by God to be the first high priest in the tabernacle. Amen. For Israel. His four sons, amen, were called and anointed to be priests, to do the work of the tabernacle. Hallelujah. So between Exodus chapter 28 and Leviticus chapter 10, amen, God, when he speaks of them, hallelujah, he don't always call them by name. Hallelujah. He does not always call those four sons by name. Hallelujah. You'll read it. You can read it for yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. He speaks to them mostly as a unit. Aaron and his sons. Amen. You read a few more verses. Aaron and his sons. And then you may read a little bit farther down, and it's the sons of Aaron. He don't always call them by name. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's a lot of preparation being made, amen, in this time frame between Exodus 28 and Leviticus chapter 10. There's a lot of preparation being made. Materials are being gathered, hallelujah, from all over Israel, amen, to build the tabernacle with, amen, to make the priest garments with, hallelujah, to make every aspect, amen, of the tabernacle possible, hallelujah. They had to spend time going out, gathering together all of this material, and that's the time frame that we are looking at this morning, the gathering together of these materials, praise God. Hallelujah. All the furniture that would go into the tabernacle had to be made. Hallelujah. So there was a lot of time. There was a lot of effort that went into setting up this tabernacle. They didn't just snap their finger and a tabernacle appeared. Hallelujah. They had to work hard to make it happen. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? They had to work hard to make it happen. They had to give, sacrificially give to make it all happen, just like we have to do the same thing today. We have to give, amen, to be able to have a church. We have to sacrificially give some time, amen, to see the house of God continue on. Praise God. 
But then in Exodus chapter 40, they get it all set up. Moses anoints Aaron and his sons to carry out the duties of the priest. One of Aaron's duties in being the high priest is described in Exodus chapter 30. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 30. Praise God. He asked them, amen, to make an altar to burn incense upon. Praise God. Hallelujah. He commanded them, amen, to make an altar to burn incense on. Praise God. Now, hallelujah, the altar of incense, if I remember correctly, and I'm sure Brother Clint will correct me if I'm wrong, amen, when they, when they went out of, amen, the uh, the uh, the holy, uh, not the holy place, the holy place was the second one, amen, the, uh, the outer court, excuse me, the outer court, when they walked out of the outer court into the holy place, praise God, the candlestick was on the left side, amen, the table of shoe bread was on the right side as they entered into the holy place, and the altar of incense Amen. Stood in the middle right before the veil. Hallelujah. Or right in front of the veil. That's how it was positioned in the tabernacle, if I am correct about that. Praise God. Make an altar to burn incense upon. Praise God. Verses 2 through 5 tells them how to make it. Verse 6 tells them where to put it in the tabernacle, right? And I want to read verse 7 through 9 of chapter uh, 30, praise God. And Aaron shall burn thereon sweet incense every morning. Somebody say every morning. When he dresseth the lamps, he shall burn incense upon it. Praise God. Verse 8. And when Aaron lighteth the lamps at evening time, or at even, he shall burn incense upon it. A perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations, praise God. So, hallelujah, this altar of incense must have been a very significant thing, amen, to God's plans, praise God. Hallelujah, I want the altar of incense to be burning every morning. I want it to burn every evening. I actually want it, amen, to burn perpetually, amen, hallelujah, in the temple of God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, which simply means to me, don't ever stop this practice. Don't ever let anything replace the practice, amen, of burning the incense on the altar of incense. Somebody say glory. He said don't ever stop the practice, but don't ever burn strange incense upon it. Then in chapter 30, verse 34, amen, it tells them here exactly how to make the incense. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take unto these sweet spices, stacti and ancha, and whatever this next one, galbonum. These sweet spices with pure frankincense, of each shall there be a lightweight, a, a like weight. And thou shalt make it a perfume, a confection after the art of the apothecary, tempered together. Pure and holy. So, amen. He tells them here exactly how to make the incense that is to be burned upon the altar of incense. Praise God. And then verse 36 ends with this statement. Praise God. Just the last part of that verse of Scripture. Amen. It shall 
be unto you most holy. Praise God. Hallelujah. The burning of this incense. Amen. Hallelujah. Will be most holy unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. At this time in the preparation period, the burning of incense was only given to be a part of the high priest's job. Hear me now. Amen. At this time in the preparation, amen, the burning of incense on the altar of incense, amen, was given as a part of the high priest's job. Praise God. All right. So in Leviticus chapter 10, two of Aaron's sons pops out on the scene. They just pop out on the scene. Hallelujah. With two censers or a censer in each one of their hands. And I want to uh, uh, draw your attention to the fact that this is the first time that the word censer is used in the word of God. Hallelujah. First time. Amen. Aaron's two sons. Amen. Pop out on the scene. Each one of them have a censer on their hands or in their hands. Yes, God has plans for censers to be used in the tabernacle in the future. Somebody say in the future, but not now. Nadab and Abihu <clears throat> take it upon themselves to introduce incense into the tabernacle before it was to be introduced into the tabernacle. Nadab and Abihu pops out on the scene with censers in their hand. Hallelujah. Burning incense on those censers. Amen. And they actually are introducing the burning of incense in the tabernacle before God intended for it to be introduced. All right. Hallelujah. Hang with me now. Praise God. Hallelujah. But why did God kill them? Hallelujah. Amen. What could possibly be the reason that God killed these two sons of Aaron? Amen. For burning the incense if he planned on burning incense in the tabernacle in the future. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> well, there's only three choices. Amen. <clears throat> the fire that was in the censer was from a wrong source. And we know that to be the fact now. And you'll find that out in just a minute. Hallelujah. The fire in their censers was from the wrong source. That's why the Bible calls it strange fire. Hallelujah. They did not put the fire in the censer that God intended to be put in the censer. Amen. So it was a strange fire. The incense, amen, was the wrong mixture. Hallelujah. Because Moses alone, amen, had received the instructions, amen, of how, amen, to mix all the ingredients together to come up with the incense. I'm telling you, Moses didn't share that with just anybody. Hallelujah. The incense was the wrong mixture. Hallelujah. God, and the third uh, choice is, God had never commanded them to do what they were doing that day. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> they had never even heard where the fire was supposed to come from. At that stage, in the preparation stage, they had never even heard where the fire in the censer was supposed to come from. Moses was the only one with the ingredients that made up that holy oil of innocence, amen, or incense, amen. The ingredients came with this warning, amen. Exodus chapter 30, verse 37 and 38. And as for the perfume which thou shalt make, ye shall not make to yourselves according to the composition thereof. It shall be unto thee holy for the Lord. Whosoever shall make like unto that, anybody that makes any perfume, amen, like unto the perfume that you're supposed to use in the tabernacle, amen, hallelujah, whosoever shall make like unto that to smell thereto shall even be cut off from his people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, this commandment is coming to Moses. Amen. Why, why are you saying that? Because I'm telling you, Moses didn't share that with Aaron's two sons. Amen. He didn't share the ingredients. He didn't share the mixture. Hallelujah. Moses got that word from God and said, this is supposed to be holy unto thee. Amen. But I'm telling you this morning, I personally think that it was all three things mixed together. Hallelujah. The source of their fire was wrong. Amen. The smell of their incense was wrong. Amen. And God never told them to do what they were doing that day. Amen. They preempted the will of God in their actions. They tried to get ahead of God in their actions. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. Are you still with me this morning? Hallelujah. They tried to get ahead of the will of God like so many people do today. Amen. We, we better make sure we're not trying to outrun God and outdo God and get ahead of God, right? That's exactly what Aaron's two sons did. Hallelujah. They tried to duplicate the aroma of the incense. But verse 38 sealed their doom. Whosoever shall make like unto that to smell thereto shall even be cut off from his people. Let me tell you something. God didn't want the children of Israel making this sweet-smelling perfume, amen, to apply to their own bodies. Amen. He warned them. Hallelujah. This is for me and me alone. Hallelujah. Don't even make this perfume to apply to your own bodies. Now, God's not against perfume and neither am I. <laughs> Amen. We're not against cleanliness, right? Hallelujah. We don't, we're not against smelling good, coming to church looking good, dressing good, smelling good. We're not against perfume, but hallelujah. God didn't want them folks smelling that way because that smell and aroma of that perfume was for him alone. Praise God. Hallelujah. I could go down a trail in that, but I better not. Amen. I know some of you men have got some cologne that you know your wife loves. Yeah. And some of you women got some cologne and perfume that you know that your husband loves. Hallelujah. Amen. But make sure when you're wearing that, it ain't intended for somebody else other than your husband or your wife. 
Oh, I don't know why I threw that in there. I just did. They tried to duplicate the aroma of that incense, and that scripture sealed their doom. They were messing. What's the seriousness? Why did God kill these two boys? Hey, man, why did God zap them? Get, get, get rid of them. They were messing with God's types and shadows of things to come. Hallelujah. That's what it boils down to. Amen. They were messing with our future. They were messing with types and shadows, amen, that would speak to us and them, amen, for many generations after this practice was to be started. Hallelujah. Amen. Leviticus chapter 16 is the picture of how it should have been done. Amen. Verse 11. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself. Amen. And he shall take a censer full of burning coals. Where were the burning coals supposed to come from? Amen. Take a censer full of the burning coals of the fire from off of the altar before the Lord. The altar of incense. And his hands full of sweet incense, beaten small, and bring them within the veil. Now here's what God, this is the first glimpse, amen, that God wanted us to have of the burning of the incense in the tabernacle. Amen. Bring all of that. Bring the, bring the censer. If you could, maybe put a quick picture of a censer. I don't know if this is what they look like, but it was something like that, similar to that, maybe, that the priest carried around. Hallelujah. They put, amen, the fire from off the altar of incense in that censer. Amen. And Aaron was to then take a handful of incense and walk inside of the Holy of Holies. All right. This is what he, that, that's good. Go to the next verse of scripture here. Amen. And he shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord. So he's walked into the Holy of Holies. He's got a handful of incense in one hand. He's got the censer in the other hand. Now he has walked into the Holy of Holies. He takes a handful of incense. He puts it on the fire. Hallelujah. That the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat. That is upon the testimony that he die not. And he shall take the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward. Amen. And before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle, amen, other blood with his finger seven times. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring the blood within the veil and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions of all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. Praise God. Now, amen, in the practice that God wanted us to see, hallelujah, we are seeing for the first time the picture 
of how it should have been done. Praise God. This is the first glimpse that God intended for us to have concerning the burning of the incense in the tabernacle. Hallelujah. Aaron, with a censer in hand, walks over to the altar of incense that is just outside of the veil that separates the holy place from the holy of holies. He takes fire from the altar, puts it in the censer, takes a handful of incense. He brings it behind the veil. And then behind the veil, he puts the incense on the fire. And the cloud that is created by that act of faith covers the mercy seat. With the cloud covering the mercy seat then, Aaron applies the blood to the mercy seat. Amen. And Aaron makes atonement, amen, for the sins of the children of Israel for the first time. For the first time. Israel, amen, for the first time, hallelujah, amen, has discovered atonement, amen, for their sins. Hallelujah. When Aaron, amen, did the job that God intended for him to do, not his sons. Hallelujah. His sons may have failed, but Aaron got it right the first time. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's the picture God wants us to see here this morning. Prayer was made first of all. Prayer is to be a perpetual thing. Prayer is to be an everyday practice. When prayer is made, let me, let me, let me point out something to you. The blood was never applied to the mercy seat until prayer was made. Amen. Until, amen, the incense was mingled with the everyday prayers of Aaron inside of the Holy of Holies. Praise God. So the blood, amen, will never be applied until prayer is made. The atonement of sin is never going to be completed until somebody learns how to pray. Hallelujah. From then to now. God has protected this image that he gives us in the tabernacle. Numbers chapter 16. Hallelujah. Korah and 250 princes of the assembly, the Bible says, who were famous in the congregation and men of renown. Numbers chapter 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Korah and these 250 princes of the assembly gathered themselves against Moses and Aaron. Hallelujah. Saying, everybody in this congregation is holy. And the Lord is among everybody here in this congregation. Hallelujah. Amen. Why then do you lift yourselves up above the congregation of the Lord? They asked Moses and Aaron. Hallelujah, when Moses heard that, he fell on his face before the Lord. And I think when Moses fell on his face before God, God gave him an answer to his dilemma. Right then and there. God spoke to Moses while he was on his face before God. And I think God said, Bud, don't you remember that censor deal? 
back in the day where I killed two of Aaron's sons. Do you remember that, Moses? Well, let me tell you something. Hallelujah. If I would slay two boys of Aaron, amen, my hand-picked high priest for the tabernacle, if I would slay two of his sons, amen, for preempting me, amen, in my plan and purpose for this tabernacle, hallelujah, don't you think, amen, that 250 men is going to be a problem for me? God spoke to Moses and said, do you remember that day? <laughs> and then Numbers chapter 16, verse 6 through 7, Moses takes it upon himself to warn them. This do, take you, this is Moses talking to the men that had rose up against him. This do, take you censors, Korah and all of his company, and put fire therein. And put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord does choose, he shall be holy. Amen. Ye take too much upon you, you sons of Levi. Hallelujah. Amen. So Moses is challenging them. Amen. Remembering what God had done to Aaron's two sons. He warns them of what's going to happen to them if they don't listen. But the next day, 250 men with censers in their hands. Hallelujah, put fire in their censers. And where did they get their fire from? They didn't have access to the altar of incense. They didn't have access to the tabernacle. Hallelujah, there wasn't but one place you could put fire, amen, in those censers from, amen, and that was at the altar of incense within the tabernacle, amen. These 251 men, amen, didn't have access to the tabernacle. They didn't have access to the holy place. So their fire was just as strange as Aaron's two sons' fire was. Hallelujah. So they built a fire and put it in their, uh, uh, in their censer. Then they put incense on the fire. Hallelujah. Strange incense it had to be, to say the least, because they didn't have privy, amen, to the ingredients that it took to make the incense that pleased God. Hallelujah. So they put strange incense on their strange fire. Amen. And when they did that, hallelujah, God said to Moses and Aaron, it's time you guys step back, boys. Why don't you go ahead and step back away from these guys? Why don't you speak to the congregation of Israel and tell them to step back from these guys? Hallelujah. Because I'm fixing to do something brand new here today. Tell the whole congregation to separate from these men. And when they did, the Bible says that the ground opened up and swallowed 250 mil, 251 men. Hallelujah. Their wives, their children, and all of their stuff was swallowed up by the ground that day. Hallelujah. Amen. And then verse 33, if we can turn to verse 33. Hallelujah. And they and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed upon them. And here's the sad part, or the saddest part. And they perished from among the congregation. And they perished from among the congregation. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, amen, God set a plan in action, amen, and God did everything that he could, amen, to protect his plan. Even when 251 men stood up against Moses and Aaron, 
Hallelujah. God said, no, you're not doing it that way. It's going to be done my way. Hallelujah. I got a perfect image, amen, that I want my future church to look back to and see. Hallelujah. And it's got nothing to do with how you want to do this. Amen. This is my way or the highway, God was saying. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 26. One of the longest serving kings in Israel. King Uzziah. We've all heard of King Uzziah. We've all preached about King Uzziah. Amen. King Uzziah served Israel. Amen. For a, uh, for a total of 52 years. Amen. His kingship started out very good. Amen. He did a lot of good for the nation of Israel. He built up armies. Hallelujah. He built up cities. He built up, amen, the nation of Israel probably like nobody before him had really done before. Hallelujah. He did a lot of good for Israel. But then verse 16. Hallelujah. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God. Amen. How did he do that, Brother Morel? Let's read the scripture. Amen. And went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. King Uzziah thought that he could take it upon himself. Hallelujah. Go into the holy place. Take a censer into the holy place. Hallelujah, take ashes off of the altar of incense. Amen, and then put incense on that censer and burn incense before the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me read on. Verse 17. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him 80, 80 priests of the Lord that were all valiant men. Hallelujah, and they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron. They are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be thine honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah got angry with the priest. <laughs> oh, God, this, this, this right here would really preach. And had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the altar of incense. Amen. So Uzziah made it that far. Amen. With his censer in hand, he was standing there before the altar of incense. But the priest withstood him and told him he had to get out. Now, my question is this. Why didn't God kill Uzziah? Amen. Like he did Aaron's sons. <laughs> God didn't kill him because he never got fire in his censer. God didn't kill him, amen, because he never was able, amen, to get to the point of burning incense upon that fire in the censer. Hallelujah. That was his intentions. 
Amen. But thanks be unto God. Amen. There were 80 priests of the Lord that ran in there and stood in his way. Oh, God, this would preach. Hallelujah. 81 priests stood in his way. Hallelujah. And as he's standing there, amen. Hallelujah. They, 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 the, the priest standing in his way. God struck, struck him with leprosy. He didn't kill him because he never got fire in his censer. He didn't kill him because he never burnt incense upon that fire. Hallelujah. But God did strike him with leprosy. Amen. For just having the crazy idea that I can go in there and burn incense myself. Hallelujah. What are you saying? I'm saying God is still, in 2 Chronicles, God is still protecting his plan. Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 8. Ezekiel is caught up in a vision. Hallelujah. He's seeing all of the abominations that's going on behind the scenes in Israel. Hallelujah. Verse 7 through 12 reads it this way. And he brought me to the door of the court. And when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. And he said unto me, Son of man, dig down the wall. And when I digged in the wall, behold, a door. I found the door. Said unto me, Go in, and behold, the wicked abominations that they do here. So I went in and saw, and behold, every form of creeping thing, an abominable beast, and all of the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall around about. And there stood before them 70 men of the ancients of the house of Israel, and in the midst of them stood Jazaniah, the son of Saphan. With every man, all 70 of those men, had his censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imaginary, for they say, Why were they doing that? Because they said, the Lord seeth us not. The Lord hath forsaken the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. So 70 men, not priests. Bible didn't call them priests. He called them ancients of Israel. 70 men, hallelujah, not priests, were burning incense upon their censers. Strange fire without a doubt. Strange incense without a doubt. Amen. Strange results. Well, not so much. The results were not so strange. Verse 18 says, Therefore will I deal in my fury, or in fury. Mine eyes shall not spare. Neither will I have pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, Yet will I not hear them. You know what God is saying, amen, to those 70 men of the ancients of Israel, amen, that said, God, don't see what we're doing. Amen, we're going to get a censer out. We're going to burn incense on that censer. Hallelujah, we're going to do it our way. God says you're going to die without pity. Hallelujah. Again, God is protecting his plan. The plan in the Old Testament existed for a reason, amen, to show us the types and shadows of a better plan. Hallelujah. <coughs> Lift your hand one more time and say, God touched my preacher's voice. <coughs> I 
Hallelujah. Amen. A better plan, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Is a better plan, right? The death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Ushered in. Amen. That, that event. Hallelujah. Amen. His death, his burial, his resurrection. Amen. Ushered in a brand new plan. Hallelujah. Amen. The old was done away with. A new plan was in action now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I'm glad that I don't have to have a censor. I wouldn't know where to get one. Amen. But the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ ushered a new plan that totally changes things for us today. The Bible says today, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. That don't mean all you can do is just say, Jesus, save me, and I'm saved. You got to call on him in repentance. You got to call on him in water baptism. You got to call on him, amen, and receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on him in, in, in repentance. Call on him in baptism. Call on him and he will, amen, fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You and I today, the ministry today, the ministers today, hallelujah, amen, we no longer carry around censers. And we no longer burn incense before a, amen, amen a mercy seat, not literally at least. Not us anymore, hallelujah, we don't do that. But Revelation chapter 8 talks about something that is happening in heaven. Revelation chapter 8 talks about something that is happening in heaven while the saints are praying down here on earth. The Bible says that as the saints of God, amen, began to pray, the angel with a golden censer, amen, walks before the altar, which is before the throne of God, and the smoke of the incense, amen, is mingled with the prayers of the saints. God is sitting right there on that throne. Hallelujah, I know he lives inside of every one of us, amen, in spirit form, hallelujah, but the body of Jesus Christ Amen, is sitting on that throne even as we speak. God is sitting there on that throne right now. Hallelujah, enjoying the special perfume that he loves so much that was intended, amen, for him and him alone. Hallelujah. No, we don't carry around censors. No, we don't have an altar of incense that we can go and gather fire from, put it in our censers and walk around the house of God, amen, and throw handfuls of incense on the fire to create an atmosphere, to create, amen, a, a fog, a smoke, amen, within the house of God, hallelujah, today, amen. But just because we're not doing that does not mean that heaven's not doing that on our part. On our part. We don't have to do that no more. But it looks to me like in Revelation chapter 8, God has still got angels up there with censers. God has still got incense in heaven that, amen, with that aroma that he loves so much. Hallelujah. And they're still approaching, amen, the throne room of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Mingling the incense with the prayers of the saints. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I came here today for one purpose. To simply ask us, do we want to be better prayer warriors? Amen. Do we want to be better prayer warriors? Hallelujah. Do we want to make sure that heaven hears our prayers? Hallelujah. Do we want to make sure that angels make sure that our prayers get to the throne room of God? Hallelujah. If we want to be prayer warriors, amen, and we want to be better prayers, hallelujah, then we got to know one thing. Prayer is perpetual. Hallelujah. It's done every day. Prayer is a perpetual thing. I'm just asking you this morning, do you want to make sure that heaven's hearing your prayers? Do you want to make sure that God, amen, is entertaining, amen, your prayer request? Hallelujah. The prayer is perpetual. It's done every day. The Bible says to us, not them, amen, pray without ceasing. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, I have lived and learned, amen, that you can drive down the highway and pray. Amen, that you can work on a job and pray. Hallelujah, that you can play with your grandkids. Amen, and still pray. Prayer is a state of mind. Prayer is, amen, an intention of the heart. Amen, to always be in contact with God. Hallelujah, if we pray without ceasing, amen, then we are making sure, hallelujah, that heaven is hearing our prayers. Aaron took the fire from the altar of incense that was lit and was burning every day. With the incense in hand, he steps into the Holy of Holies. He throws the incense on the fire. Amen. And the cloud of the incense fills the room. And then through the cloud, do you hear me? Through the cloud, Aaron begins to apply the blood to the mercy seat. Amen. And his blood is applied to the mercy seat. Atonement of sin (coughs) was successful again. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Hallelujah. As long as those high priests... Amen. Carried it out God's way. Amen. Atonement for sin. Hallelujah. Was accomplished every time they went in that tabernacle. Hallelujah. There's just a few things here I want to say. This is a type and a shadow of, amen, you and I being involved in intercessory prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Taking our prayer lives to another level. I know, amen, you get up and pray every day. A lot of people get up and pray every day. They pray for what they want. Amen. They pray for their own needs. They pray for their own wants. They pray that God would give them whatever they ask of him. I'm telling you this, uh, this morning, that is not intercessory prayer. Hallelujah, as long as you only pray for you and yours, 
Amen. How is God going to have mercy on a sinner? How is God going to have mercy on a backslider? Amen. If all we ever focus our prayers on is what we want from God. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a perfect type of a shadow of you and I increasing our prayers every day and becoming intercessory prayer warriors. Praying for the lost sinners who have not yielded their lives to God. Hallelujah. I want you to remember this. The blood was never applied before the prayers were made. Hallelujah. How are we going to expect God, amen, to save them, uh, amen, if we don't pray for them? Hallelujah. We got to pray, folks. The blood was never applied until after prayer was made. Nobody will ever come to God, amen, if you and I don't take it on our heart to pray for them. Prayer has got to be made first. And then God shows the sinners mercy by sending conviction to them. When conviction comes their way, they then have an opportunity to repent of those sins. Amen. And get baptized in water for the remission of those sins. Hallelujah. And then they are a candidate, amen, for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Which God will gloriously fill them with. Hallelujah. And when God fills them with the power of the Holy Ghost, we can look at that individual and understand that atonement, somebody say atonement, has been successful again. Atonement has been successful again. Even though we may never be involved in burning incense before the throne of God. Hallelujah, we can rest assured this morning Hallelujah, that the angels don't stop doing those things for us. Revelation chapter 8. My God. Hallelujah, why did it come so late? Hallelujah, the scripture, praise God. Who are these saints of God that are still praying? Hallelujah. Amen, there's a lot that has taken place here. Amen, in, in, in these few chapters, praise God, of Revelation. But here we are at Revelation chapter 8, and the saints of God are still praying. And while the saints of God are still praying, the angels of God are burning incense from a golden censer before the throne room of God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We can rest assured this morning, hallelujah, that even though we don't do those things anymore, amen, that don't stop the angels from doing those things that we cannot do. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, the angels love their jobs. I tell you this morning, the angels want to keep their jobs. Hallelujah. Yes, they do. The angels love their job. They want to keep their jobs, and they will keep their jobs as long as we pray and intercede for the lost. So I'm coming to this pulpit in my first sermon to this church. Hallelujah. We cannot, amen, forsake prayer, amen, this late in the game. Amen. We cannot stop praying. We cannot, amen, cease our prayer lives. Hallelujah. My God, if we've ever prayed, amen, we need to be praying more today. Hallelujah. 
Amen. We need to be praying more today. You got to call that child's name out before God. Amen. To rest assured that that angel is going to take that child's name. <laughs> Amen. Before the throne of God. Hallelujah. As he's burning that incense. Hallelujah. That sweet aroma that God loves. Hallelujah. Amen. God is hearing and feeling our prayer request. Because he knows that we are down here interceding for lost kids. You got a lost child this morning. Pray for them. Don't ever stop. Even when it looks like there is no hope, amen, that they will ever come to God. You cannot stop. Hallelujah. Praying for those lost kids, those lost family members, those lost neighbors, those uh, whoever you love and whoever you pray for. Amen. We simply got to keep it up. Hallelujah. Because when we intercede for the lost, that keeps, <laughs> hallelujah, that angel in the job that he's been given by the Lord. I'm going to close here. I don't think my voice would let me go much farther anyway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, you know, here we are. This morning, what, three days away from an inauguration? Hallelujah. And you and I may be standing in our last chance of changing the direction of this nation. This may be our last chance. Hallelujah, this may be our last shot. Hallelujah, changing the direction of this nation. Praise God, hallelujah. I, I, to this day, I don't know what's going to happen. Amen, it's not in my hands to know. It's not in my mind. I don't have a clue. I've been looking to, to everybody else that had an idea or a clue and Amen, and none of them can agree on anything, so I still, I don't know what's going to happen between now and inauguration day, praise God. But let me tell you something. The church don't need to quit praying about it. And the church don't need to quit interceding for our nation. <coughs> I don't want to belong to a socialist nation. I don't want America to become another Argentina or Cuba or China or Russia. Hallelujah. I hate the thoughts and the concept, amen, of our nation. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was founded on the principles of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Turning into a God-hating nation, not a God-fearing nation. Hallelujah. I hate to see the changes that are going to take place if you and I stop praying. Amen. If we ever stop praying for this nation, hallelujah, the changes will come quicker than you can even imagine. Hallelujah. I'm afraid to even think about What types of altars that our politicians have been praying at? Over the past several decades. I wonder if some of them even ever go to church. I wonder if some of our politicians ever darken the door of the house of God. And if they do... I wonder what kind of churches it is. 
I wonder how many of them go to a real apostolic church. I wonder how many of them really go to a, a church that preaches truth. I, I, I can imagine that the number would be my, mighty small compared to the politicians that we have. So who are they praying to? Who were the ancients of Israel pray, praying to? Who were they burning their censers? Who were they burning their incense to? Hallelujah. Hid behind the, amen, behind the walls that, that Ezekiel had to dig through the walls and then find the door and then open that door to find out who the leaders of the nation of Israel were really praying to. They said, they weren't in there praying to God. They weren't burning their censers to Almighty God. They said that God has forgotten us. God has forsaken us. God, you know, basically said, God no longer exists to us. Hallelujah. But he dug on it a little bit deeper. And he found some more ancients of Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. Bowed down in the floor. Amen. Paying homage. Hallelujah to the sun God. They were worshiping the sun. Not S-O-N-S-U-N. They were worshiping Baal. They were worshiping Nimrod. They were worshiping, hallelujah, idol gods. So as they were in there burning their censers and burning their incense, all that they were doing, amen, they were offering it to idol gods. Hallelujah. I wonder how many of those politicians have joined up to the satanic church. Hallelujah, we're witchcraft and sorcery and hallelujah and all this devilment that goes on in that realm. I wonder how many of them actually go to a church that carries out practices that might look and seem similar to what the real church does. But everything that they do in those churches are not dedicated to a true and living God. Everything they do in those churches is actually dedicated to some idol god, some devil, some, some, some power of darkness. Hallelujah. That they want to get more of so that they in return, as they get more anointed, as they get more powerful, amen, in these powers of darkness, then they can turn around and try to rule and reign over us through their powers of darkness. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, saints of God, we can't quit praying. We can't quit praying for this nation. Hallelujah. We need light and not darkness. Amen. We need God and not a devil. Hallelujah. Amen. We need truth and not lies today. Hallelujah. There's a perpetual fire still burning. Hallelujah, in heaven, amen, because there is a perpetual fire, amen, that's still burning in our hearts today. I got to pray, I got to pray, I got to pray. As long as we have that perpetual fire burning in us, those angels are never going to get without a job. This may be our last chance to stand in the gap 
hallelujah, to change the direction of this nation. I can go in the Word of God. I'm not going to do it. I've done it in the past. It's not hard to find. You can go in the Word of God and find out where Israel went on a 24-hour fast. And it changed the entire direction of their nation. It changed the entire direction of their nation. I want to ask if there's anybody that would like to join with me on a 24-hour fast. I'm going to make it as easy as I possibly can. Hallelujah. 24-hour fast. Amen. Why don't we fast tonight? Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to include as many people as can be involved. Hallelujah. We can fast from 9 o'clock tonight. That will give you time to go to dinner. Amen. And even have supper tonight. But at 9 o'clock tonight, start a 24-hour fast. We fast from 9 o'clock tonight to 9 o'clock Monday night. Amen. We'll be coming to the church tomorrow night. Amen. Everybody that practices this or participates in this, we'll be coming to the prayer meeting tomorrow night. Amen. Having already fast, hallelujah, for at least 20 plus hours. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We will have, we will come and, amen, and amen, and hopefully we can, hallelujah, touch the throne of God considering the direction of our nation. And by the time we get through praying and you get out of here and you get home, if you had to, at 9.30 tomorrow night, you can go to your refrigerator and make you a bologna sandwich if you want to. Huh? Hallelujah. Or do whatever you want to do after 9 o'clock tomorrow night. From 9 o'clock tonight to 9 o'clock tomorrow night, we'll be a 24-hour fast. Hallelujah. I'm standing convinced tonight, amen, that if anything is going to happen, amen, it's going to happen because we are doing what God has asked us to do. Amen. So, hallelujah. Amen. I want you, everybody here, just to close your eyes. Now, I'm not asking you to make a vow to God that you might be afraid that you might break. Hallelujah. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I would like to ask for at least 10 people. Remember, amen, Abraham was pleading with God, God, if there's 50 righteous, will you save the city? If there's 40, if there's 30 righteous, 20 righteous, will you save the city? He got down to 10. And God said he would save the city for 10, but then they couldn't even find 10 righteous in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. So God destroyed those cities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just asking for 10 people. No, 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 I don't want to put it, I don't want to let everybody off the hook. I don't want everybody to say, well, there's at least 10 other people that's fasting, nine other people that's fasting. I want you to make up your mind tonight or today. God, I'm going to join in this fast. This is the last ditch effort that we have to stand between God and our nation. Hallelujah. To assure us of a future for our children and our grandchildren, a good future, a secure future. This is my last chance as a, as a nation, hallelujah, to stand up 
Amen. For my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids. Hopefully future great-great-grandkids. If I live to be 100. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand literally, but would you raise your hand? <laughs> Amen. Would you raise the hand of your heart? I'm not even looking if you did raise your hand. But would you raise the hand of your heart and say, God, I think I'll take part in that 24-hour fast. Hallelujah. If you can't fast the whole time, do what you can. We need to all do what we can. Hallelujah. To get God's attention. And as we're praying tomorrow night, amen, when we come in here tomorrow night and we start praying and interceding, amen, for our lost loved ones and our nation, I want us to be able to look into, amen, the mind of God into the, the portals of glory and see those angels in heaven amen with censer in hand burning the incense marching before the throne of God taking our prayer request hallelujah before the throne of God hallelujah amen giving us a blessed assurance amen that our prayers are not in vain God is hearing our prayers this morning won't you stand to your feet here today? Lift your hand to God. And let's pray together. Hallelujah. Father, we love and praise you this morning, God. We love and appreciate you, God, today. Hallelujah. God, we know, Lord, that all of those natural things pertaining to the tabernacle has been taken out of the way. But now, God, they're spiritual things. Hallelujah, God, that you've given us the responsibilities for. God, we know, God, that those are more important things. Hallelujah. Than the things that took place in that tabernacle, God. Praying for the lost. Praying for our nation is the most important things that we can involve ourselves in right now. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Praying for backsliders that we know calling their name out. Calling their name out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I know this is not a shouting message. This is not a, amen, an aisle-running message this morning, God. Hallelujah. But certainly, it is a message that we need to hear and we need to know, God. Hallelujah. That our prayers have got to be perpetual, ongoing, every day. Every step of the way, I got to pray, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Prayer changes everything, folks. Hallelujah. If you got a need, hallelujah, lift your hand to God right now and present that need to you. If you got a lost child, lift your hand right now. Amen. And talk to God. Amen. About that lost child. Hallelujah. If you got a lost mom or dad, brother or sister, hallelujah, lift your hand to God right now and call their name out before God right now, hallelujah. We simply, we simply cannot quit praying in this hour, hallelujah. We cannot get discouraged. We cannot get down and out. Hallelujah. Oh, Not simply stop. Hallelujah.
resisting. Amen. We cannot, amen, simply, hallelujah, start resisting that urge to pray. Hallelujah. You got an urge to pray this morning. Hallelujah. You ought to be grateful that you're still, amen, that you're still being useful to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. God touched the prayer warriors in this house. God, hallelujah, touch the prayer warriors in this house and touch those, God, that are just now learning to pray. God, hallelujah, touch them this morning, God, in the name of Jesus. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank you, God, for this service. What we've heard here today, God, is certainly necessary for the times that we are living in. Hallelujah. I will not, I will not stop praying. Hallelujah. Oh, God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to call on your name. I'm going to see revival. Hallelujah. I'm going to see lost souls come to you, God. Hallelujah. Because I know the value of prayer. Jesus' name we pray, God. Hallelujah. There's power in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. This may be our, our last line of defense, amen, between here and the future of our nation. It would be wonderful. I think the most we've had on a prayer meeting night has been 65. It would be wonderful tomorrow night if some of you that normally don't get to come, if you could make a special effort to come. I think it would be wonderful tomorrow night if 100 people would gather together in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen, to seek the face of God and to intercede for our nation and for our families. Hallelujah. I'm compelling you. Hallelujah. If you hadn't been coming to prayer, you've been missing out. Praise God. I know. Some of you tell me you pray at home when we pray at church. I hope that's the truth. I hope that you're doing exactly that. Hallelujah. Amen. But if you hadn't been, maybe you could make a trip to the house of God tomorrow night and let's throw up. Amen. Let's throw up another line of defense for this nation. Hallelujah. Let's throw up another line of defense. Amen. For our children and our families. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. The incense in heaven is going to be mingled with the prayers of the saints. Hallelujah. Turn around.